You're listening to the Cornerstone Buzzcast, a ministry resource of Cornerstone Church in Auburn, Alabama. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Cornerstone Buzzcast. Uh, my name is Marcus Poppenfuss. I'm the director of youth ministry. I also work with the college ministry here at Cornerstone, and I am joined today with our lead pastor, Rusty Hudson. Hi, and welcome. Welcome so and hello. To be here. Thank you for joining us, Rusty. Uh, in years past, we have attempted to journey through Lent in a, a bunch of different ways. So, like, I know if you've ever tracked with us through Lent, um, we've done devotionals before, we've done Lenten readers, all sorts of different things. Um, but if you're anything like me, you love listening to podcasts. Like, every day when I get in my vehicle, the first thing I do is pull up my podcast app and figure out which one I'm going to listen to for my 10 or 15 minute ride. Uh, and that's how I spend most of my time. I don't even really listen to the radio anymore. Um, and so, you know, this year we thought we would do something a little bit different. Uh, and, and so this year, as we journey through Lent to Easter, we're going to post a podcast every single week with a conversation with Pastor Rusty about a different spiritual discipline uh, that we can be acting out or participating in as a part of Lent or something that we should be practicing in our lives. So, all right, Rusty, you ready to get rolling? Ready to go, man. All Let's right. Do it. So, the first question I have for you this morning is for those people like me who did not grow up in a traditional church, mm-hmm. what is Lent? Like, what, what the heck is that word Lent? And what is that entire season? What are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, so, it's not the thing that gets caught in your dryer. Okay. Okay. So, that's like, let's go ahead and clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I get a lot of people who ask me when we get into that season and we start using that term, mm-hmm. you know, if you didn't grow up in a, uh, like a traditional church background or Catholic or something like that. Um, a lot of people aren't familiar with that. So, um, But Lent is a season in the church calendar mm-hmm. or in the Christian year, um, uh, a period leading up to Easter of six weeks. All right. Okay. So it's this season getting us ready for Easter. So it starts on Ash Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Which is 46 days before Easter Sunday which Ash Wednesday is right after Shrove Tuesday. Yeah. You familiar with that? I'm not familiar with Shrove Tuesday. I didn't think Tuesday. you were. You look confused over there. Yeah, so I Shrove Tuesday is also what we like to call Fat Tuesday. Uh, okay. All You've right. heard of Marty Yeah, Dog. yeah. You're taking okay. a shot at me, Fat uh, Tuesday. No, I, I wasn't, man. Seriously, yeah. like, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, Physically you. fit in every Thanks, way. Thanks, man. Marcus. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyway, Fat Tuesday is that day where a lot of people like, eat pancakes and mm-hmm. they do all this, like, indulgent kind of stuff because they're getting ready for Lent, which is like, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but that's kind of like a season of giving up stuff. Yeah. Now, also Lent, you know, it's like we talk about Advent. Advent mm-hmm. happens right before Christmas. It's another season of the Christian year. Mm-hmm. Advent is a season of anticipating the birth of Christ, celebrating the birth of Christ. Yeah. Lent's a little different in that it's a season of reflection, like soul tending. Okay. You know, kind of doing some repentance, dealing with some sins in our life or some stuff that we're hanging on to. And then in that way, it's preparing us to celebrate Easter ah, okay. and all that. So it's kind of like Fat Tuesday is get all of your sins out right now, because then for the next 46 days, you're going to go on like a, a spiritual cleanse. Kind of like, like that. Like a spiritual juicer uh, <laughs> diet type deal. Yeah, it's a spiritual juicer. That's <laughs> a spiritual a, juicer. It's literally in the Bible. No, so no. like, what are some things that people practice during Lent? What are some things that, I guess we call those things spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. That's what we all have heard again and again. So what are some of those examples of spiritual disciplines? Okay. So, um, 
One of the people, one of the experts, so to speak, is a guy named Dallas Willard. He's written all sorts of stuff about spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. and um, he kind of breaks spiritual disciplines down into two different things. So um, the first category would be letting go. Okay. The second category is active or what we're sort of gaining. What are we doing? Uh, <clears throat> so the first one, letting go. Um, th- there's a bunch of spiritual disciplines, but yeah. there's only a few that we're going to like work on during this Lent season. So I'll just talk about that. So one of them is um, solitude and silence. Yeah. And in our culture and in our day and age, people aren't really good at that. And mm-hmm. I would imagine that most folks listening right now would be going, oh, my gosh, I need that in my life. Yeah. Um, but it's actually a practice. It's a discipline that we have to have or we won't stop. Yeah. You know, like especially if we're geared that way. Um, so that's one. Uh, fasting, you know, that's one that probably most people yeah. know about. Are you familiar with fasting? Uh, no, I don't really fast. I fast from vegetables every now and again, but yeah. that's about, I don't fast from. Yeah, is that allowed? Can that's I not, give up vegetables. I mean, if it's coming season? between you and your relationship with Christ, then you should probably give it up. But okay, I'm just guessing it's not. Yeah, broccoli. So, is, it causes a lot of resentment in my heart when yeah. I'm eating that stuff. I'm, I'm so. gonna add that to the active list for you okay, of like perfect. actually taking in more vegetables. So anyway. <laughs> But no, fasting, you know, is, I mean, pretty much everybody knows about that, but that's giving up something. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, like you'll see it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, oh, I'm fasting from chocolate, I'm fasting from this, I'm fasting from Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's not just about what you give up and giving up something is important if it's, you know, spiritually a problem for you or whatever, or you're not used to giving things up and focusing your heart on Christ. Yeah. But don't just give it up something. It's also about taking something in, like mm. putting a, a spiritual discipline of reading scripture in or prayer, you know, like don't just give something up, put something in that yeah. adds to your relationship with Christ. So that's what I always think about fasting. So that's another one. Um, chastity. A lot of people don't think about uh, that one. Yeah. But, you know, if um, if somewhere along the way, you know, we've allowed sexual temptation in or there's mm-hmm. something like that going on in our life that we need to give up, then that's a part of that area of our life, or really just thinking about the Bible saying, you know, look, our body is a temple. Yeah. And so I kind of look at it that way, like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Maybe there's some things I need to give up in that realm, mm-hmm. uh, in my mind or my heart or whatever, uh, to really focus my body, mind, and soul on Christ. Yeah. But that's a big part of it. And then kind of along with that is just the idea of sacrifice. Like just sacrifice in general yeah. is a spiritual discipline. Maybe we consider like tithing as sort of a sacrifice because we're giving up a part of what we make yeah. to Christ or to the church. And so that's kind of a sacrifice. Or maybe there's a relationship that's not good for us. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to give that up, but yeah. we just keep hanging on to it because it sort of like makes us feel good or, you know, it's like, oh, our identity's wrapped up in this other person. Yeah. That's not good. So those are the letting go. Yeah. You good with all that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. And then there's the active ones. These are the ones that, you know, we need to sort of take hold of, things that we're doing. So that would be like um, confession. We're going to talk about that. Okay. You know, that act of just confessing our sins or confessing our weaknesses to a trusted friend Mm -hmm. or a pastor, right? So those are the people that we might confess to and then obviously to God. But that's a discipline. Like that's something we have to get good at. Um, And it's important for us to do that. Submission. Uh, that's a word that not a lot Oof. of people. Yeah, nobody you know, likes submission. No, nobody wants to be submitted. That's right. you know, to or whatever. But submission is an, is an act that we do of sort of bowing the knee to Christ and saying, you know what, this part of my Christian life is hard. Yeah. Or God's calling me to do something, or I know by the example of Christ I should do this. Yeah. But I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But we do it out of submission to Him and His yeah. lordship and authority in our life. So submission is important. And then um, disciple making. 
Um, that is a discipline. That is something that, you know, Jesus in the Great Commission said, yeah. go and make disciples. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, hey, I got an optional thing for you to do out mm-hmm. there. You know, you could do this or do that, but go make disciples should be a part of it. He's like, that's that's the thing. That's yeah. what we should be doing. So are we really doing that? You know, is that like a regular active part of our life? So we'll talk about disciple making yeah. too. So why are so those are kind of you gave some good examples of why each individual spiritual discipline is important, mm-hmm. but as a whole, why is it important for us to understand spiritual disciplines and, and why we should be practicing them, either taking things out of our lives or adding things to our lives? Why are those important for us? Yeah, uh, I kind of think of it like you know at the beginning of the year, everybody's making New Year's resolutions, and one of them is always I want to be healthier mm-hmm. or I want to be more in shape, you know, or you know, this is the year I've got a vision of my body looking like this, or like I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to get that six pack this year. Yeah, like are it's you? Gonna happen. Are you going to do that? So yeah, one way or another, I will have a six pack. It's Marcus gonna is going to turn that one pack into a six pack, baby. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, anyway, so it's like we have this vision of that, but getting from where we are to mm. that vision is going to require us to do something. Yeah, like we have to have consistent, regular training that gets more challenging over time mm-hmm. for that to happen, right? Yeah. So I think about the same way spiritually. You know, it's like um, there are just practices that we have that help us grow and get stronger over time and mm-hmm. that really open up even broader vision that God has for our life. I just feel like there's some things that we'll never clearly hear from God or see that God wants us to do until we're practicing our faith on a regular basis. Yeah. And so, you know, like it's going to promote growth. Um, it's going to get us closer to God. It's going to make us stronger in our faith. Yeah. So um, there's a passage, 1 Timothy 4.8, it says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding mm-hmm. promise for both the present life and the life to come. Yeah. So I'm like, that. why would we do that? Except, yeah, if we're going to make godliness uh, a priority, then yeah. we, we've got to practice that over time. Yeah, definitely. If So... For those people who, I guess, like something I always associated with Lent growing up was a lot of the kids I knew that had families going through Lent, they'd either like, oh, I'm going to give up swearing for the next 46 days or however long, Mm -hmm. and then they would get done with it and go right back to what they were doing. (laughs) Like, So I guess my question would be, should these disciplines only happen during the Lent season? Like Like, we're going through these in Lent, but... They have, do they have application outside of Lent? Are they things we should be pursuing anyways? And if so, why is it important for us to focus in this season specifically on them? Yeah. Well, I mean, you should only practice them during Lent. I mean, they're only good for 46 days. So <laughs> it's after only that, good to they're, do they're really, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're just going to... There's you know, no spiritual power no, outside of no, those. No. All right, <laughs> totally get it, yeah. Okay, totally kidding on that. <laughs> no, um, obviously, uh, the this is a, this season is given to this so that we can set some things in place for us mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at all these studies from psychologists and other people who are like, how long does it take to create a habit? Yeah. Well, some people say it's 21 days. Some people say it's nine weeks. Some people say it's 66 days. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but we have 46 days in Lent. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's somewhere amidst all of those numbers. So what if we spent 46 days or six weeks really putting some solid spiritual habits in our life so that when we're done, it's like we can't do without them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like if I'm not praying every day, I'm totally missing something. If I'm not worshiping on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. if I'm not giving and being sacrificial, you know, all these kinds of things, then there's something missing in my life. That's what we want to do is sort of set that up. Now, having said that, 
you have to be careful. Um, I read this quote the other day. It said, the foundation of our discipling should be the gospel, not spiritual disciplines. And I was like, what does that mean? It goes on to say, only a person who is firmly established in the gospel can handle the important disciplines of the Christian life without falling into legalism. Yeah. And see, that would be the danger is like, oh, now I'm going to be so legalistic about this that I can't just enjoy my relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. because I'm so worried about getting this number of things done and like I have that? a checklist of spiritual disciplines that I perform every day, and yeah. somehow that's like making me more holy. And right. It's like, well, actually, if you're just doing them to do them or doing them because it's on your checklist, it's kind of not necessarily getting you where you want to go. Yeah, like you don't want to like regimen the joy out of yes. your Christian yeah. life. Like, uh, and I get it. It's like exercising. Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do mm-hmm. to get to the point where we're doing it so normally and naturally that it's like, oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, now I can't live without it. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what that's about. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking of that. And I and I love in the season of Lent, since we're so many of us are focusing in the church on those spiritual disciplines, whatever it might be, there's a built-in community of people around you who are striving for the same thing. And realistically, we always want that. Um, but in that season, we're all focused in on it. And so like maybe I'm focusing on adding in or taking away, you know, fasting, yeah. taking away things from my life. Well, I can find people who are in that spiritual discipline mm-hmm. and trying to do that as well, and that can give me support in that. Like we can uh, be do, we can make that journey together, which is important. That's huge. I yeah. mean, and I really think the whole point of doing this is to do it as a church. Yeah, you know, is really like, well, not just as our church, but as the church, the global mm-hmm. big C church. You know, it's like there are a lot of people who do this during Lent still. Like yeah. it hasn't been lost on our culture. And people find that it it's like you can't you almost can't progress in your spiritual life without having these seasons of doing something. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people just in our church have said, Oh, I remember last year I put this spiritual practice into place during Lent and I've never let it go. You know, it's mm-hmm. it is now formative in my life. But to think about that with like hundreds of people, you know, and people even globally, you know, are all sort of focusing during this time mm. on this one thing, getting ready for Easter, but also getting just our spiritual lives in order. Yeah refocusing. I love it. All right. So why is it important that the people that are listening to us now, hopefully the people listening to us now, why is it important (laughs) that they continue to track with us in this upcoming season and series through this podcast? Well, just continuing that same theme, seasons like Lent are opportunities or windows for God to do something new in your life. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, um, if you're out there and you're listening and you're like, wow, okay, so this is kind of a new thought, or I've done this before, but it's been a while, do it. Because it is like a window that opens for God to do something new in you. And if you've been praying or thinking, I really need God to show up in my life right now, (laughs) I need Mm -hmm. him to do something, I guarantee you, if you focus on prayer, if you focus on reading scripture, if you focus on confession, if you focus on some of these disciplines that we're talking about, that God's going to show up. I mean, I just believe that, that, you know, when we make that step toward him, Mm -hmm. he takes a step toward us. Yeah. And so I really hope that people will do that. And also, um, we're in this season of a sermon series during Lent called Why Jesus. And, you know, we're exploring the identity and the purpose of Jesus as Messiah, mm-hmm. Savior, Redeemer, Son of God. And so it's perfect to kind of parallel that with a focus on aligning our spiritual life with his teachings. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I hope that all of this works together yeah. to help everybody in our church kind of move in the same direction. All right. 
Well, Rusty, I appreciate you taking some time this morning uh, to sit down with me and explain to me, uh, the, the youth pastor, what Lent wow. is and why it's important for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back here every week for the next six weeks uh, with a new spiritual discipline talking about uh, not just what it is, but how it can manifest in our lives, why it's important, um, and how we can faithfully pursue Jesus throughout this Lent season and going forward through Easter. So we appreciate you all tracking with us, and we hope to see you back here next week.